Ladies and gentlemen, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Comedy and Tragedy with your host, Jack Healy. It's good to be back on the mic after a little break and a lot of great football has been going on these past few weeks. I mean, some teams been falling, some teams been rising and starting to really shape up. And we're going to we're seeing who the elite teams are. We're seeing who the teams that aren't going anywhere are. And we're starting to see where we're going to be at towards the end of the season. For New York sports, it didn't look great this week. It really didn't. Jets put up a good fight, but it wasn't enough to beat a pretty beat-up Falcon team in London. I feel like the Jets had almost – I mean, they had a really good chance. They had almost every chance in the world to win that game when they brought it back to 2017. Just didn't have enough in the tank. Couldn't beat that Falcons – uh, they couldn't beat him enough. They couldn't beat him enough in the areas where they were weak, which was receiver and offensive line. Offensive line was holding up for Atlanta. They, they just couldn't really get to Matt Ryan as much as they they needed to. You got to get that guy out of the pocket, and you got to get him rushed on these throws, or he's going to make you pay. Matt Ryan's still a really good quarterback. Matt Ryan's still a very good quarterback. If you're watching that game, you obviously saw it. He didn't have either of his top two receivers. He had Kyle Pitts, but this was Kyle Pitts' first good game. Just Kyle, I mean, not good game, but first good stat-wise game. If you've been watching him play this year, he's been making some good plays, but hasn't seen any volume really because defenses are aware that this guy can make plays. The Jets had no one to match up with them. He was burning everyone. He looked really good, and he looked like he was worth that fourth pick, especially with how all these quarterbacks have struggled. And Matt Ryan's played really good this year. So the Falcons aren't looking too dumb for not taking a quarterback. Meanwhile, I mean, they could have only taken Fields or Jones, and Jones has looked pretty good. But you're not taking Mac Jones at four. I don't think anyone was expecting them to do that. And even Fields dropped down to 10. So it would have been a reach to take either of those guys there. Kyle Pitts was the pick. And if he can keep building on this and keep scoring in the red zone and being a red zone threat, I don't see how he's not one of the better rookie tight ends of the decade. Rookie tight ends aren't really supposed to do anything, and he's already shown that he could be a force. Uh, yeah, it's the Jets, but the Jets don't have a bad defense. Jets have a pretty good defense. I don't know what this means for the Jets' season. I mean, I th- I'd say they're meeting expectations. They they weren't really exceeding when they won that game because I would I, some people expected them to be horrendous this year, and I don't blame them. But I expect them to be in contention with some of these teams that aren't the greatest in the world. If a team's beat up, I expect the Jets to give them a fight, and they've been doing that this year. Most of the time. So I'd say they're meeting expectations in that Zach Wilson's showing promise. He's definitely shown that he's got a gun. He can make some really big time throws and he also makes some dumb throws. He also makes some throws that shouldn't be thrown. So he's got to work on that. He's got to work on being better at the basic plays, which was what the coach Sala was saying. They got to get better at the boring plays, which is, it's very true. If you can't throw these, two-yard slants and these bubble screens and just easy routes with ease. And you're, if these aren't like, if you get, you can't, you should be thinking about those throws. 
you shouldn't be messing up those throws. If you can't make those, it's going to be a lot more difficult to make the big plays. So the Jets got to get better at the simple stuff. As far as the Giants, I mean, it was just, it was tough to watch. It really was. Daniel Jones goes down and it seems like the whole game was over. Like, when Saquon went down, it was tough. It was, that was nasty to watch. But there was still some life. There was still some hope in that maybe the Giants can win this. And then Daniel Jones goes down. You just, you really kind of lost the hope there especially with the defense starting to get beat up as much as it was. James Bradbury was very highly touted corner last year. C.D. Lamb was having his way with him. C.D. Lamb burned him like chicken yesterday, barbecue chicken. It was not looking good for the – I mean, it was not looking good at all for the Giants. For the Falcons. uh, Falcons, Giants, and Jets, all have the same problem for me, which I was about this – this is why I bring up the Falcons. If they don't protect their quarterback and they don't start at all at the offensive line, if everything isn't based off the offensive line, everything's going to fall apart on offense. Once you start stop blocking and getting your quarterback hit and beat up, everything falls apart. And it's just been a travesty to watch these quarterbacks over the years, whether it's the Jets, Giants, or Matt Ryan, get hit. And there's nothing worse across the league when you see a young quarterback look really good, but then get hurt because the offensive line is not built up at all. You need an offensive line in this league. You need to protect your quarterback. These guys are getting hurt left and right. Joe Burrow tears his ACL rookie year. He looks so promising. He looks really good. But he's always going to have that hanging over his head. That he tours ACL year one. You just, you never want to see your franchise get put in jeopardy like that. Daniel Jones, who knows how big of an effect. Yes, it's a concussion, but head injuries are never to be taken lightly. He could retire. I'm not saying he is, but he could retire next week because this hit shook him up so much. We saw it happen with Luke Keekley. Keep in mind, he had a, a whole career concussions, but head injuries are no joke. One, one hit the wrong way could be very serious. So I hope Daniel Jones gets healthy, and I, I hope he can get back on the field soon and prove that he's this New York Giant quarterback, and he's New York's football. He's going to be New York's quarterback, and he's going to be able to carry this New York football team. Because this was his year. This was Daniel Jones' year to prove it all. And getting hit like that in one of the biggest games of the season against the Cowboys and getting his game ended and who knows how long he's going to be out. This could be the Giants' season. The Giants' season could be done now because of losing all these guys. You lose all these guys at this time when you already have a bad record. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. It's like you start thinking already to – you're not even halfway through the season. You're already going to start thinking of the offseason, who's got to go, what changes need to be made. That's not where you want to be halfway through the year. You want to be thinking about, oh, how good are we? How good – how how far can we go? Not 
is this our guy quarterback? Do we got a clean house in the front office? That's where I think the Jets won't be. And the Jets had that last year. And I think after this year, they're going to be in more of a spot of where can we build on? What can we build on? And we're starting to see that. We're starting to see some players make really big plays on the Jets. And I feel like we're not really seeing that. I feel like the first little glimpse we got of that was Kadarius Tony finally breaking out and getting the ball against Dallas. That was nice to watch. I, I always liked the Tony pick because you got a lot of value out of it. Yes, they needed O-line, and I still think they should have taken O-line, but at least you got what you need in this NFL, and that's a deep threat, a guy that could just run and run for days. And not only could he do that, but he's – He's a really he's a pretty good route runner now, too. And he's catching passes, and after the catch is where he's most dangerous. He's almost like a running back once, once he catches that ball. He's electric. He's an electric player, and if they can get that dynamic back when Daniel Jones comes back, between Tony, Galladay, Shepard, Ingram, and Rudolph, I mean, you got a pretty good receiving course, Saquon, when he comes back, too. No slouch in the receiving game. You got some weapons. It's just, I don't think they did enough to protect those weapons. You got to start at the old line, and they just, they haven't. They haven't, and I don't see the Giants being successful until they address it. And the, the second biggest problem is that they couldn't get to Dak. Dak was all day in the pocket. You can never let the Cowboys have all day in the pocket. Because not only will they make you pay, but then they're going to run the ball all over you. And Ezekiel Elliott's going to start dancing all over you. And that was had to be brutal to watch if you were a Giant fan. Watching Ezekiel Elliott high-step in the end zone. Oh, that was pretty brutal for me to watch. I'm not even a Giant fan. And they got, they, it's been better, the pass rush. Aziz Ojolari looks, like looks like a good player, a good draft pick. But it's got to be better. It's got to be better. You got to be getting the quarterbacks. You got to be helping out your secondary, which doesn't look as good as it was last year. Not as good in coverage. You're getting burnt. I mean, keep in mind, C.D. Lamb is a really, really good receiver. One of the best in the league at this point. I mean, he's going to be starting. I mean, I, I can see him next year. People are going to be talking about who's better, C.D. Lamb or Coop. I love Amari Cooper, but it's, it's, it's a very tough situation because – Coop takes most of the coverage, and he gets most of the doubles. But more often than not, now we're seeing the best corner sometimes guarding CeeDee Lamb because he's just as much of a threat, but he's also faster. So he's more of a deep threat. So we're seeing, and that's why you saw Bradbury on CeeDee Lamb, and CeeDee Lamb's still burning him. That's It's problems. It's problematic for this. Giant defense when you can't guard number two receivers. Not every team's going to have CeeDee Lamb as their number two, but your number one should at least be taking one of the receivers out of the question, out of the equation. We just didn't see that. We, we aren't seeing that out of Bradbury this year. We're not seeing that what we saw last year out of him, the racing receivers. And I don't know whether that's his fault or the pass rush's fault, giving the quarterback too much time. But it's got to be 
it's got to be definitely a combination of both. If something isn't, if some, if that defense doesn't start generating pressure, it's gonna get, just get worse and worse for them. It is. They're gonna look worse and worse because the worst thing you can give as a quarterback is time. The worst thing you can give a quarterback is time. If they have time in the pocket, they'll dissect you. They're an NFL quarterback. They can make most of the throws. They don't have to have a 60-yard cannon to wait for these guys on crossing routes. When you like most of these teams have weapons across the board. They have three receivers that can catch the ball and run routes. And I just I don't see the Giants winning many more games this year. I don't. It looked good for a game. You looked good against the Saints, but I, I don't know how good the Saints are. The Saints literally look week to week. One week they look good, the next week they look terrible. The next week it's Jameis Winston. You, what do you expect? The guy's the most inconsistently consistent player of all time. You never know what you're getting out of James. One guy, well, one play, he throws a 75 yard fucking touchdown over three people, and it looks ridiculous. He looks great, and then the next play. He's running around in circles and then throwing a pass into three defenders and throwing a fucking pick six. It's Jameis Winston. I don't know what I don't know what you expect out of him. If you expect if you ever bet on Jameis Winston and expect him to win, you are a foolish man. You are a clown because no one has ever since college expected Jameis Winston to win. I don't know what. I don't know what's like missing. I don't know whether it's IQ or just not giving a shit when he throws the ball, but he's never going to, I just don't see him putting it all together. He's had too many situations where it's possible and too many chances. The Bucks were really not that bad of a team. He had one of the best receivers in the league and still managed to throw 30 interceptions. Like, yeah, he threw 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, but what does it matter when your team's losing because you're throwing eight or nine pick sixes throughout the year? Like, you just – you need your quarterback to play clean football. It doesn't matter how talented he is, how much talent he has, how athletic he is. It doesn't matter. He can have all the talent in the world. If he is not making the smart throws and he's not playing a clean football game, you're going to be penalized for it. You're going to pay the price for it. Every day of the week, your quarterback has to be your best player if you want to be a great football team. If you, you, you could still win without a great quarterback, but if your quarterback isn't playing good week in and week out and taking care of the football, it is going to be so hard unless you have the best defense in the league. You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to be giving up zero points every week to not be worrying about your offense. And in this league, it just doesn't happen. It's very rare. It's very rare. Even when a team has a great defense, the quarterback's usually one of the better field generals or just game managers. Like it's never a bad quarterback. You really don't see bad quarterbacks leading teams anymore. And 
I think the Saints go as far as James takes them, and I don't think that's far at all. I don't see the Saints making the playoffs this year. I don't even know if I see them winning more than eight games. They're too streaky for me. I guess we'll get more of a sense when Michael Thomas comes back, but I don't You don't even know what Michael Thomas you're getting back. Are we getting Michael Thomas that caught fucking 150 passes, 1,700 yards? Or are we getting Slant Boy that comes back? Oh, my ankle. Oh, it's like a fucking pussy. And talking more than he catches passes and just making more excuses and more and more excuses throughout the year of why he's not playing good. No one wants to hear that. Yeah, it's all good. You have excuses, but... Buddy, no one cares. You, you, really, no one cares. If he can come out and ball out and look like 2018 Michael Thomas, and he looked like the Michael Thomas that we all know, no one's, no one will say anything but, oh, wow, look who's back. Michael Thomas. All he needed was Jameis Winston. But I, I don't know. I don't know what Michael Thomas we're going to see. He's always been a, a really good route runner. So that's what's always been the big thing about him. Oh, he's a good route runner, but all he does is run slants. Oh, he's slant boy. I mean, when he, that's just what the offense is going to It's what you're going to get called for. The coach is going to call your number all day. If you're a bigger receiver that can run a slant in the goal line, in a goal line situation, that's going to be your go-to every single day of the week if you can win that rap. That's uh, just how it is. And he got really good at it. Now, should he be made fun of for it? It is kind of funny. I'm not going to say it's not. But it's when he can do nothing else when he comes back but run slants. That's why, that's why I got to him. If he can come back and just dominate, no one's going to say anything. Michael Thomas will be a top 10 receiver again, and no one will think twice about it. If he does, if he comes back looking beat up again, and he's all he's doing is running short routes, you don't see him running deep, he's not going to hear the end of it. He's really not. And it's just going to be one of those things like, what happened? What happened to Michael Thomas? Was he really never that good, or is there something more? Is there something going on there in New Orleans where we just don't know what's happening? We just don't know what goes on. I'm excited to see what happens with the rest of this year. And I feel like we got a lot of exciting games, interesting games. Last night's game was awesome. Lamar Lamar Jackson is incredible. He looked like Superman last night. I saw, I heard the announcers say it, how he comes in the second half and really looks like Superman. He looks unstoppable sometimes. And I saw it. I saw it last night. He gets into that zone and he doesn't miss throws and you can't catch up to him. There's speed and then there's speed. That guy is the one of the fastest players in the NFL. He gets into a gear that no one else, no other quarterback hits. 
No other quarterback can hit that gear and run past the entire defense. Kyler's fast. Don't get me wrong. Kyler Murray's a quick guy. But he's got that, oh, I'll run around anyone. He'll run around a guy, but he's not running through the defense like Lamar Jackson is. It's two different types of runners. Two great players, two great runners, but it's two different, two different beasts. It really is. If you watch him, you'll know what I'm talking about. Go back and watch those highlights. He did not want to go down in that fourth quarter, and he was not giving that ball up like he did earlier in the game. He was going right into guys and right down. He would drive himself to the floor to make sure he got down. On those, once he broke out of the pocket, I mean, he was a man on a mission last night. He's got to be on those MVP ballots right now. Oh, I see all over social media. Who's your MVP right now? Who's your MVP right now? If he's not in your top five, I don't know what football you're watching. I really don't. This guy's putting the team on his back. If the Ravens are a contender this year, it's because of Lamar Jackson. He's never had a number one receiver in his entire career. This guy's never had a top-tier receiver. Never even a true number one. The best receiver he's ever had was Marquise Brown. I'm not going to say Hollywood Brown is a bad receiver, but he's not a number one. He's not, he shouldn't be the best receiver on your team. He should be a complimentary receiver because he's a speed guy. He's very good. But I, would, I don't even know if he's a top 25 receiver in the league. I don't know. He's got the numbers for it this year, but I don't know. I'm not going to say he is or he isn't. His best receiver has always been Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews looked like a freaking monster last night. No one could guard him. The amount of catches that guy was making over everyone, he looked ridiculous. But still, it's very hard to be a a great quarterback when you don't have a deep threat. That can beat any corner. There's a difference between a guy who can run past everyone. Hollywood can run past everyone. But he doesn't have a guy that can consistent, like Devontae Adams, that can consistently, he could just be like, yo, go deep, get open, beat your guy, and I'm going to get it to you. Hollywood has started to be a little bit more of that guy, but he was never been that he's never been that guaranteed catch that guaranteed I'm going to go throw it and you're going to go get it kind of guy. It's Mark. It's been Mark Andrews for him and Mark Andrews. He's not slow, but he's a big guy. He's a big tight end. Who's going to take up the whole middle of the field and take up a lot of the defense's attention. So it, it's tough. It's gotta be tough to game plan when you're the Baltimore Ravens because you don't have the run game you've had in the previous years. They've still been good, but you don't have the run game. You really like if if you've watched Ravens football over the years, like even last year, they ran the ball a lot better than they've looked this year. They're struggling. They've been switching out running backs. Their entire they've had what four running backs get hurt. And off the offensive line's banged up too. But still, we have Lamar Jackson top five in passing yards. Uh, how can you not give this guy credit? The Colts have a – they don't have the best defense in the league, but it's not – it's one of the better defenses. 
they were banged up in the secondary, but they had their front seven, and they were still getting to Lamar in the beginning of the game. They were up 22-3 to for a reason. That was a great comeback. The guy was so lasered in in that second half, he wasn't losing. You saw him in the – if you watched the post-game interview, all he cared about was we won the game, we won the game, victory, victory, victory. That was the one word he kept saying. All I care about is a victory. You could tell all he wants to do is win. He's got like three months to break Dan Marino's record for most wins before he's 25 years old. Uh, he's obviously going to break it. He's going to have like 40 wins. The guy, all he does is win. Oh, yeah, he's got one playoff win. At least he's got one. How many quarterbacks, how many great quarterbacks have we seen be not not even good, but just not good at all in the playoffs? And uh, Matt Stafford does it, still doesn't have a playoff one. Matt Stafford looks fantastic this year. Matt Stafford was looking like an MVP candidate until this, the Cardinals game, and Kyler seemed to take the stage. Playoff success is very hard to come by. It really is. So if he can start having the regular season success that he that he's having in the postseason, uh, the league has got to be scared. They got to be. That was, everyone's, oh, the league figured out Lamar Jackson. Just because they stopped him from putting up video game numbers doesn't mean they haven't figured out. It just means they figured out how to contain him. They figured out how to slow him down. They have not figured out how to stop him whatsoever. You don't win the amount of games that he's won and be stopped completely because every game, you give him one thing, he makes you pay with the other. You give him the run game, he's going to kill you all, all day with it because he'll just run it down your throat until you expect the run, and then he'll start throwing it. You give him the throwing game, he throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, it's pick your poison at this point. There's no quarterback that's been this dominant on, uh, on both sides of I can throw the ball all over you and I can run the ball all over you. No quarterback. Cam Newton was never this good of a passer. Michael Vick never got – he was never this good of a passer when he was the elite athlete. He was only became a really good passer for one year, really with Andy Reid in Philadelphia, and he wasn't, he wasn't really – he didn't have the speed that he, that he had in Atlanta. He wasn't Atlanta Vic anymore. And there's been no, no elite passer that can run like this guy. I wouldn't say Lamar's elite yet, but, I mean, if he can throw – if he can have another year where he's throwing 30-plus touchdowns, and if he's top 10 in yards, I mean, he's got to be getting closer and closer every year. He's got to be. Because is he the most accurate quarterback? No, he's not. But he's not missing any wide open throws that's so drastic where you're like, oh, this guy sucks. I mean, when he's got an open lane and he's got a wide open guy, he makes the throw. And he makes tight. If you were watching last night, he doesn't care when he's got a guy like Mark Andrews. He doesn't need that open window. 
He doesn't need a guy to be wide open. He feeds Mark Andrews, and they're a great connection. They're one of the better quarterback tight end connections in the league. I would say they're top five, if not top three. Obviously, you got Mahomes and Kelsey. I mean, I don't see anyone beating that for God knows how long. But right after that, I mean, you, Lamar, Lamar and Andrews got to be right up there. They have to be with the dominance they've had over the past few years and the numbers they put up. So if I would make a little bracket, if you would say, for my MVP rankings, right now you got to have Kyler one. He's been absolutely electric. Throwing the ball, running the ball. He's, he's ran over every defense, and that includes the L.A. Rams defense that everyone thought was the best in football after they did a really good job against Brady. Kyler puts that to rest. Right after him, you got to have Josh Allen, another absolutely tremendous week from him. I mean, the throws he was making were sick. I mean, absolutely sick. Guy was slinging it all over the field, all over the Kansas City defense. I mean, guy's unreal. And after that, I'd say it's open season between – it's really whoever you want to throw it up, between Brady, Lamar, Herbert. I had a crazy week. He looks sick. He looks like a top-10 guy. And I know I'm going to – the one guy I'm going to wait – before I put him in my MVP conversation, is Dak Prescott. A lot of guys loving Dak Prescott right now. And I'm going to tell you this. Should he be in the MVP conversation? I'm going to say not yet. And this is why. After his bye week, I say he's the heart of his schedule. Bye week comes next week. Then you got Minnesota. I want to see how he does against Minnesota. Minnesota looks like a really good defense. And I just I haven't I haven't seen him look good against a good team and I don't know how long. I wouldn't say the Panthers were bad, but the Panthers were beat up. I want to see him down the stretch look like an elite quarterback. I want to see it. Down the stretch, prove everyone wrong, make big time throws. And that's what that's what happens. That's who wins the MVP anyway. Did Russell Wilson win the MVP last year? No, because in the end of the in the last the stretch, literally the stretch down the stretch, he wasn't the best quarterback. He had the best beginning beginning of the year. He looked ridiculous in the beginning of the year. He had like thirty touchdowns in one pick. But in that last month of the season, he wasn't the best quarterback. At that point, it starts shifting towards Allen and Rodgers. And then Rodgers came away with it. It's going to be who finishes off the year best. And I think whether Kyler or Josh Allen pulls away with it, their teams are suited best for it. I, I just don't know how good the Cowboys really are yet. I, I don't. And it's going to be it's going to be not only who has the best season, but whose team is in the best situation. That's who's going to win MVP. 
And I see the Cardinals and the Bills being at the top of the NFC or AFC, if not the league at the end of the year. I don't know where the Cowboys would be. If they're one of those top teams, Dak Prescott's going to be a top five MVP just for how he leads the team. I don't think he's, I don't think he's better than any of the other quarterbacks that I was talking about. I don't at all. But he's going to be in the conversation because as much as it is individual success, it's also going to be if a quarterback's having a great year on a great team, he's always going to be in that conversation, especially if it's a Cowboy. You know Roger and Jerry Jones love to jerk each other off. (laughs) You know Jerry's going to, hey, hey, hey. Give my guy Dak some votes because if it's anyone's world, it's Jerry's world. <laughs> you gotta love Jerry Jones. Uh, well, I rambled on this one a little bit because again, I took a little break. I was trying to figure out where I'm going and what I'm doing with school. And I think I finally figured out I'm gonna go back to school in the winter. So noise. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Not really, but it had to be done. I'm going to be, be uh, on a normal schedule again, two a week. And then we're going to get some basketball episodes. So three a week soon. 